Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nathan, joined by Ollie and Kieran, and today we are talking about all things Premier League coming up. It's, right now, it's the international break. I don't want to talk about England because I'm quite worried about what's going to happen <laughs> in this international break. But there is more Premier League football to come. We are going to talk about what we expect to see up from here to the World Cup to obviously the big break in the Premier League coming in. Ollie. I mean, let's start off bold prediction. Actually, I want to start with Kieran on this one because I just recall a, a bold prediction going ahead. Just we were on this using this little table pack player. We're going to base our predictions off that. So based off scores that we think are going to happen. Kieran, I want to hear this bold prediction to kick us off. We're going to go hard off, off the off the jump. Bold or yeah, lunatic? So, I'm not sure which one's better. Bad. Well, this is terrible. <laughs> give, it, give it a give it a. He's froze. He knows Chance. how bad it is. <laughs> I um. Here we go. I can't, I tried to go into this with an open mind. I didn't want to just look at a fixture and think, oh well, Man City will win that because they're very good, or Arsenal will win that because they're very good at the moment. Spurs will win that because they'd be odds-on favourite. I tried to go into it with like an open mind, looking at it from maybe different perspectives as opposed to how the table looks at the moment. And upon doing that. I have landed with Everton uh, quite high up in the table that I predicted up until the World Cup. Now, I saw it and at first I was like, what? How has this ended up here? But as I kind of went back through, and this is not just based on how good or bad I think the team are. You've also got to think about the fixtures that they've got coming up. Um, And I think... If I'm being honest, I think there is a, a, a big difference now in the Everton team that started under Frank Lampard. And even you could say in the pre-season bit where it looked like he was a manager who who was deep into a 36-game season and was struggling and they were close to being relegated. You know, that's what he was looking at the start of pre-season. You know, it, it was really, really worried. But then you look at some of the signings they've made and, you know, I'll, I'll try and rattle off the team as best I can that played at the weekend against West Ham. So you had Begovic in goal who kept the clean sheet and he's not even the number one choice. I think Mikalenko and Patterson are two very exciting fullbacks at the moment. Quite unknown at the moment. No one really knows what to expect from them, which is kind of why it's going under the radar. Because you don't really expect them to be very good, but then you don't expect them to be very bad because they're Premier League players at the end of the day. So when they go in with these seven to eight out of ten performances, no one's really expecting it. So I think it goes under the radar. And then you've probably got the, the biggest Brexit partnership uh, in all of the Premier League between James Tarkovsky and Connor Cody, kind of overlooked at times at their previous clubs, but I think are going to form a, a pretty solid partnership. And I genuinely do believe may keep a lot of clean sheets. You add it to the midfield, Alex Wobi having his Jalinton season at the moment. Um, Onana, I think, is a very exciting player. I think he has the potential to be what Thomas Suchek was in the first season for West Ham because West Sam fans hate him at the moment and think he should be dropped but just arriving late in the box he made so many late runs in against West Ham so many chances to score a header he would have won me 50p if he did but he didn't nonetheless <laughs> big money <laughs> uh, <laughs> still look I, I, there was, there's potential for it and you saw Suchek making those late kind of runs I think he just needs to work slightly on his timing um, because he's got the frame um, and then you look further forward as well Damari Gray was probably Everton's most exciting attacker last season minus Richardson uh, um Andros Townsend could not find that consistency. You look at the previous ones they had, like Bernard, Theo Walcott when he was there. Damari Gray, I think he has the potential to get people off their seats. Anthony Gordon, I think, is very exciting as well. And you add to that, maybe not a proven goal scorer, like a proper 
number nine, but Neil Morpé is someone who will score you goals and he will set up chances for others. You saw how he took his goal at the weekend. And while, yes, the game against West Ham was very boring, I think Everton are going to get a lot of those results, those 1-0 wins, those 2-1 wins, potentially 2-0s if they catch a team late on the counter. I think if Everton score first in these games, I, I don't see why they would then concede. I think they have enough going for them at the moment that they'd be able to really get themselves up that table after only just securing their first win at the weekend. And you look at some of the fixtures they've got, and I think minus, I think they've got Spurs and Man United. Um, I think they've they've got real potential to kind of surprise people and surprise me as well, with especially how I reacted to them being so high up. Um, and I know there's been some dodgy takes on this podcast before about Everton doing well. But I might be onto something here. Well, you haven't actually Come said on. where you put them. Oh, so they were fifth. <laughs> Look at that. that. You were just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just going to quickly rattle through right now the actual fixtures that they have got so that we can sort of like see if maybe what you're saying isn't that crazy. Um, so going all the way up, I was at the bottom. Okay, so we've got them against Southampton. Man United, Southampton are bad. Man United and Spurs. Is it at, at Goodison, the Man United game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They could win that. That's the uh, weird seven o'clock on a Sunday. Um, oh, yeah. Then against Spurs, then against Newcastle, then against Crystal Palace, then against Fulham, then against Leicester, Bournemouth. Oh, wait. Yeah, Bournemouth. I was about to say Wolves. Bournemouth's the last one, yeah. yeah. Bournemouth. Now, personally, I'm looking at that and thinking that's actually quite a hard set of fixtures. Now, I'm looking at it and thinking, like, Southampton granted easy. Man United, Spurs, Newcastle, all challenging. They'll be lucky if they can get a point from any of them. Or the other three, Man United, Spurs and Newcastle, should look at that as, you Newcastle know, drew to Bournemouth at the weekend. Yeah, no, 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 no. Look, yeah. Obviously, there's surprises that can happen. But come on, Newcastle are a good team. We can't be overlooking that. Crystal Palace. Had, that was... No, 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 no. Newcastle, no, we don't know. Because I think to be a good team, you have to have been consistent over a longer period of time than what they've been good for. In this moment, I think they're a good team. So what having watched them play, especially against Man City, they have to performances they're... in them. Granted, they in some games they do lack it against maybe weaker teams, which they should be beating more easily or beating when they don't pick, when they drop points when they shouldn't be. But I think you know I I think I just think that's that's a testing game. I'm not saying it's a, uh, an impossible game. I think it's a testing game. Um, Crystal Palace. I think it's a testing game. I think Crystal Palace could quite... I think that could be really, really dull nil-nil. I feel like that one. Yeah. Um, and then Fulham. Fulham have been in good form. But yeah, that could be an interesting game. Leicester, obviously. And then Bournemouth. So really, I think there's only two easy games in there. Personally. Well, we'll see. Well, so you could be absolutely, you know, regretting this decision. But... I don't know. I don't think there's any easy games for Everton, so I don't think they're brilliant. But I mean, they are unbeaten in five, so that that is something. They're only one win in, in five, but they are hard to beat, and that that the key to staying up, which will be Everton's goal. It, it's you know that is important that Frank Lampard's come in and probably proven actually that he can build something, and he is a good coach. We've seen that with Alex Awobi that he has changed his career. He he saw a player that was misprofiled in the same way that Eddie Howe saw Joel Linton, and has decided you know to act on that and. And put him where he believes he should be, and and, and it's paid off. And he's built a strong defence. He's built a team that's hard to beat, albeit not particularly entertaining. Um, but I think Everton will be all right with that. I think there are probably people that were, were quite worried about this season. Everton fans that that being worried about being in the championship this season. They've but they've made some good recruitment, which isn't something a lot of people would have said about Everton in in the past because they they haven't. But 
that this year they, they, they've recruited sensibly and not last year sensibly. This year was very sensible. Neil Morpai, I think, is, is the biggest one because it's an infinite upgrade on Rondon. And then when DCL's out, you know, you've got someone that is capable of playing in the Premier League and scoring goals as proven. And I thought they were, they were really good against Liverpool. I mean, albeit Liverpool weren't, weren't great, but they would look really good there. Beat West Ham. Yeah, I don't think I'll finish fifth. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> well, I, I was going to that... say, where have you got them, Nathan? I want to, by the way, I want to say one team just because I want to focus on it, just because of where I've got them in my position. I've got, I've got them 12th. I've got them 12th. So only a one place upgrade on, on where they are now. But I think, yeah, I think they'll be solid. I don't think they'll be necessarily in trouble. I just don't think they'll be <laughs> in challenging Europe. Uh, I got them in 11, to be fair. So pretty similar to that. Yeah. I got them pretty, pretty, pretty fair. How many, how many points off this? Uh, how many points off of, of fifth? Uh, wait, eight, uh, 11, 11. I've got mine. Points off fifth. Oh, crap. This is maths. Um, seven. I've got seven. I've only got my seven. That's, that's, that's not too far. Well, not too far. Yeah. Hey, well, 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 crazy. I've got Come a, back in, here in mid-November. In 15 games, <laughs> in 15 games, I've got them five wins, four draws and six defeats. So pretty even across across the board there, to be fair. Um, one team I'll quickly want to judge on. Five Jump wins. On. Wait, wait, wait. Five wins. Hang on. Five wins. Yeah. They've yeah. only just won their first game. So you're thinking they're going to win four yeah, games. Four, yeah. I mean, so you said, oh, there's only two easy fixtures, yet they're going to win four. Yeah, well, I can't remember what I put down, all right? Because I can't check my phone. Well, yeah, yeah. you lied to yourself now. <laughs> on this screen, I've got them beating Bournemouth 1 0. So there's a. There's a... I think, I yeah, think with that's, Everton. That's what I think... they're going to do. That's what they're going to yeah. do. I would, I would agree that they are going to be hard to beat at home. I think at Goodison, yeah. there's going to be a lot of 1 0 action going on. I mean, that I was an away that game. That was an away game. But, that doesn't yeah, matter. I, I, I feel like when they travel, it's going to be harder. But yeah. at home, I can see them really making that. Not a fort. Well, yeah, fortunate. They don't lose at Goodison. I think that's. Something we got used to with Everton. I, I think that will continue. Anyway, Oli, go ahead. Who, okay. Who's the team okay. you want this, to jump on? I just want to jump on this team. There's a lot of questions around them at the minute. It's Leicester City. Because I think everyone's mm-hmm. looking at, especially in fantasy football, you're looking at them now thinking they've got some easy fixtures. So it'll be interesting to see. Look, Kieran's nodding. He's loving it. He wished he had Madison in the squad the other day, but off the oh, bench, But it doesn't off. matter. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just want to jump on them. For me, I've got them 16th, obviously the bottom of the table at the moment. So it's, it's a fair few places up out of the relegation zone, which I'm sure Leicester will be happy with. I mean, I don't think they would have been happy people saying that at the start of the season mm. um, but yeah I've got them 16th from 15 games still only three wins two draws and 10 defeats so my table is so close you don't have to do very well to get up the table yeah. do you? <laughs> anyway um, so yeah Leicester's uh, 16th place for me um, they're in a massive predicament at the minute I've seen that they can't they want to sack Rogers, but they can't financially sack him because of his 10 mil uh, like sacking whatever release or whatever you want to say it um, yeah, pay off. That's the word. Thank you. Um, so where, I just wondered where have you boys got them? I haven't got low sales. I was interested by. I've got them nineteenth. I've got them to win two games, um, draw three, and then lose eleven. But with, so I'm doing that as if, Yeah, I'm doing it as if Brendan Rodgers is still there. That's what I think will happen if he's still there. I, I mean, I, you can't obviously. I can't pitch. I can. I can't pitch him being there longer because, uh, as as I've said before, I think that the cost of sacking him now is is a lot less than the cost that will be if you if they get relegated. And, and the cost that will, the problems that will cause them if they're struggling for money as is. If they're so, struggling for money though at the minute, I, it's so easy to say, you know, sack him now, you know, get your season back on track, stay in the Premier League, it will be financially beneficial. But in the, it's not like, you know, 
you can just be like, oh yeah, ten. If you haven't got ten mil, you can't just. I'm yeah, sure. No, that, surely you would think they have. Big, this big is boy Leicester Premier League club like Leicester. Is, yeah, they surely they have. But there's reports saying that they haven't. That they're in massive financial difficulties. Well, maybe like, we saw that with their transfer window as well. Yeah, yeah. Exact, exactly. Exactly. That is another ma- massive. About Faz, the only player that they properly brought in. Yeah. So I mean, it's not as easy just to say, oh yeah, ten mil, you'll you'll get it back in season. You have to have that in this moment. So where have you got them, Kieran? We've both got them fairly low. Um, I've got them still in the relegation zone in 18th uh, with two wins, five draws and eight losses. So I've got them getting a few points here and there because although I think they have some good attackers who can turn it on at any moment, I think Harvey Barnes probably needs to be the one to kind of turn it on soon because I think at the moment James Madison is. He's kind of carrying that team a little bit in, in the forward areas. But defensively, they, they are woeful. You know, let's let's call a spade a spade. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi and Yuri Tielemans are a shadow of the players they were or have been over the last few seasons, especially in that run to the uh, to winning the FA Cup. Um, but like you said, they do have some easier fixtures. And while you can look at it through a fantasy Premier League uh, lens in a way that, oh, I don't care if they lose 3-2 to Bournemouth because James Madison got a goal on assist. So that's why you put him in there. Uh, I do think that that defence will probably get exposed by every single team in this well, division. That, that, that's, um, I'll just kind of pause you there and I'll tell you the fixtures and then we can jump back into it because you just mentioned the fixtures. Um, okay, so let's go through them. By the way, I just want to say, I think this is uh, really going to define their season through these few games. I think if they do poorly here, I think this is them relegated because I think this could be the easiest run of games that they have. Anyway, so they've got Nottingham Forest, then they have Bournemouth, then they have Palace, then they have Leeds, Wolves... Then Man City, which isn't easy. Then they have Everton, West Ham. So, I mean, they have a lot of teams around them which are going to be fighting for points in similar situations as they are. It gets a bit harder towards the end, obviously, with, um, you know, Man City. You can say maybe West Ham as well, but they're not in great form. But really, it's the the next four because if if they win or get something from at least the next four, you think they'd have a bit of momentum for those two or three harder fixtures at the end. Um, so I, I think, and then if you want to look at it in even a smaller frame, the next two, Forest and Bournemouth, two promoted teams, you've got to think that an established Premier League team has got to be Premier League teams that are coming up from the Championship. If they don't win both of those games, even if they take a point from one and win the other one, I still think, I think they have to win both of those games. Um, so that's probably what the two wins are for most of us, I assume. Because I've got them getting yeah, two wins. Yeah, I've, I've probably got them winning against so those teams. I, can't. Yeah. I can't tell you what I've got them down winning, but I imagine it is them looking oh, it, from the fixtures. The thing with Leicester is it's, it's not just make or break for them. I think I agree probably if they do lose the end, a lot of those games and they don't come out with, with more than what they have at the minute, which is only one point, I believe. Yeah, with only one yeah. point, then they're, they're going to, you know, I'd have them as good as down in November. It would be a, a real great escape if they were to, to get up but it's also for me actually thinking about it now it's make or break for Brendan Rodgers and his sort of top flight career because if he leaves at the end of the season and he leaves in the transfer window because of problems and whatever then for him that's cool and he's still got that reputation of being a good upper mid-table Premier League manager but what we're mm-hmm. seeing right now is sort of him really struggle and to only have one point from from however many games so far is a real bad look and if that continues and he's got Leicester which is you know defensive frailties aside a real decent team on paper at least and I know football's not played on it as we can tell from Leicester this season but if he leaves there with them sat rock bottom of the Premier League and he's come in and he's taken a team 
you know, up to fourth and he's managed to take them all the way down to 20th at the same point. I don't see him really getting a, a top flight job like like he would have probably if he'd have left in the summer. I, so I, I, sli- I, I slightly disagree, to be fair, on I, that I, front. I just can't see I, it because it exposes the big problem with Brendan Rodgers as a manager and as teams look to build sort of on formation. Brendan Rodgers has always had this, or he had it at Liverpool at least, where it goes well and then when it goes bad, it just... It just goes bad and he, he looks bad again. And obviously Celtic, that didn't happen, but Celtic that's what I'm saying. a bit different. I, I think obviously it's going to dent his, his his status and, you know, how high up people look at, look at him. Obviously, if anyone, you know, takes a team from there down to there, yeah, or even if they weren't up there at the start, if they get relegated or near relegated, relegated it's going to, you know, impact your reputation. But I think you've got to look at, you know, how he did when he first came to Leicester. And sort of how in sync his demise is at Leicester, as with the financial difficulties and the actual control of people at the club. And I think that kind of, I think, kind of helped him a little bit because I think if it wasn't in that situation and they made these extra signings and stuff like that, I think it could be a completely different story. Now, no doubt it's going to hit his reputation. And I don't think this is solely on the fact that they haven't made signs. I think obviously Brendan Rodgers has been slowly declining, but he did really well at Celtic. No questions asked there. He did well when he first took over here. Last season and a bit, two seasons, has been going downhill. But so has the whole club as a whole with the money and finances and all this. So I think you have to look at it and be like, I think you will get another big club. I think just the next next one, I think, will be... Um, I just can't think where. Big hitter. They won the FA Cup less than two I years know, ago. I know, Yeah, exactly. I know, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there has been a steady decline. I think it's been quite a fall-off, really. They've always... They've always struggled to get over the line in certain places. You think about the last few years, it's come down to the last day. You know, I think it was against Man United. United picked them to fourth in the lockdown season. And then last season, Spurs were their last fixture. And us beating them resulted in them losing out on, I think it was Champions League again. So they've always been there. But then actually getting over the line has been the problem. It's just kind of been, they've got so many good players, but it feels like, the heart and soul of the club has kind of gone with, you know, if you think about stalwarts of that Leicester title team, one end of the pitch and the other end, Casper Schmeichel, Jamie Vardy. Casper Schmeichel's gone. Jamie Vardy is not the same player he was. You know, that's just kind of, that is how it works. If if you are a striker that relies on having blistering pace that terrifies defences, as you get older, it's going to decrease. There's nothing to say that Vardy isn't a clinical striker, he clearly is, but... What's happened to him doesn't allow him to then get into those positions as comfortably. And Leicester have been so used to playing with him up front that, yes, you can say Ian Acho and Dak are good players to have off the bench and come on and fill in in cup games and stuff. But can they really fill the shoes that he's left? I don't think so. So to then come into that this season where it's almost completely fresh, like you had a bit of it last season where Vardy would get some injuries, but then he'd come in for a couple of games, score some goals, get Leicester back up the table to have it almost not at all with his fitness and worrying about how much he can play and how much he can affect the game. You kind of go from having these reliable postage stamps of players to nothing. I mean, I just want to I say, mean, you, you just said, sorry, you just said it's very quick at this point. You said that you don't think it's been a steady decline. I'm talking as if we're looking at this from the end of this season. So we're 10 months down the line, probably the last half of last yeah. season, they were declining. So I'd say that's a steady-ish decline for like a season and a half, you know, to slowly getting progressively worse. That's why it's a steady decline. Currently, no, it's been quite a steep decline in the past, you know, five months. But if we're talking 10 months down the line further on, I'd say that's steady. I, I just think, 
the thing I understand there's mitigating factors. I understand it's not all just cut and dry. Leicester are bad just because Brendan Rodgers is bad. It's not because he's not, and that you know, it's, it, that's not the reason why. I just think the fact that they are still so bad at defending, and they have been for the last year and a half, I think that is such a bad look. I, it, it just the fact last year they never addressed that that problem with set pieces, and I understand financially not addressing Kasper Schmeichel. I mean, Danny Ward. I just feel sorry for the bloke. He's clearly not good enough. It, you know, and, and it's not even a case where, it, where you want to even bash him. You just want to be like, like, come on, mate. I'm sorry they're doing this to you. You know, they're making you go and goal with this terrible defence in front of you and you're not good either. So it's a big problem. But the fact that, and I understand they've not helped Rodgers in that, in that sense, but the fact that they're so bad at defending and they have, it's not just they've got bad, they've been bad for the last year and a half. I think that's a really bad look for Leicester. But let's not just look at the bottom of the table. Let's Let's look at the top as well. Let's look at who we've got in that top four. I think the only real big change I've got, and I'm sure this will be a quick point because I think everyone else has got it, is I think we're all expecting Manchester City to to rise above Arsenal and go top. The question I have is, does anyone have them losing again in between here and... I do not know. I got them drawing. Oh, I've got them 13 got them wins, two draws. <laughs> I got, yeah. got 30 wins, two draws. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't, don't see it happening. I don't know who I've got I them just... drawing against. Though. I've got them drawing against Spurs. I remember doing that. So I think they'll draw with Spurs. And I think Ooh. they were. I think that's the uh, Man City. And in the yeah. rearranged game that they're going to play, they will draw that's... against Spurs. Wait, no. Have I... Not Spurs. <laughs> Maybe not Spurs. Maybe. Who do I have? I've got them drawing against someone, have they already played Spurs? I mean, Stu. Well, we were going to play them, but then obviously... That's what I'm saying. It's going to get rearranged. It'll be rearranged in but this it, week. But it won't be before the World Cup. I think Cup. it will. I think it will be. Well, when? <laughs> I don't know. They've got, they got to make the decision themselves. But I did them as if they're going to get rearranged before the World Cup. And then I have Spurs being the ones to draw with City. But I just... They've gone to and down a couple of times. I just can't see them losing. I, it's not... It's not going to happen, is it? Whereas Arsenal, I feel, are... Despite how good they've been, I still feel that they're they're fallible. I feel like they might lose a game or two, and then they will lose a game or two. I, I don't have. Them, I've got them I've losing don't... two games, saying a game or two. I got yeah. them, I got Arsenal losing two, drawing one, and winning uh, twelve. Yeah, I have them twelve, one, three. So I think they'll lose one more, two more games than they have already. And I think it might be against. I, I can't remember if they're playing. So this, I think it's one against City, and then I think I I've can't got Arsenal. The other one, but... They've got to play City. That's no, that's been cancelled. They've got to play Liverpool, Spurs, and Chelsea. Yeah, I got them dropping. I think maybe points. Chelsea's the other one. I'm not sure. I I've, I've been real nice to Chelsea. It's clear. Real, real Probably nice too nice. nice. I've got Chelsea in seventh, so I've not been over there. I got them third. I, I, I fancy Grand Pot to do well. And I, I don't know. I just I don't know if they've got a particularly tricky fixture list that's like, I mean, it's all tricky with the Premier League, yeah. but well, I don't let, think let, it's like let's, heavyweight, let's... heavyweight, heavyweight. Let's focus on one more team. We're coming to like the end of uh, the timing that we normally want for a podcast. So let's just hone on one more team. Uh, well, let's keep it in the top half of it. Kieran, you can pick this team. I feel like me and Nathan can pick the team. You can go in there, pick a team for us all to look at here. Uh, the final team to wrap this up. Some good discussions so far. A team that are in the top half for me. Uh, I'm going to say Leeds. Oh. I have yeah. got them in seventh with six I... wins, four draws and four losses. I have no idea where I've got them. I, I have not looked I've at them. I've got them bang in the middle. I've got, I've got them 10th. I, oh, like I, I got mine 14th. Mine the lowest. Ooh, there. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, so you are literally <laughs> half of what I've got. So this should be an interesting yeah. Well, I've got them. I've got them. Well, they've only got 14 games out of mine. So they clearly have a game. Like, I haven't yeah. done any games at re So I've got them 
winning, I've got them winning four, drawing four, and losing six. Now, this could change, but I just want to quickly get their recent form up. Because I feel like their form's dropped, and I feel like that's I mean, coincided. Haven't that's played coinc in a few weeks. That's coincided, I think, with obviously the injury of uh, to Rodrigo, because um, he was a massive factor at their early season. Yeah, they, they didn't play. They haven't played the last two. They've been quite unlucky with, with obviously everyone's game, and they were one. Of the it will be interesting to see how they return because they won't have played a game for a month. Mm. Yeah. So is that going to have an effect? I am getting. Or will it have the I guess it allows time for Bamford to get fitness. Yeah. And yeah, Bamford. I saw that he played for their under 23s um, yeah, in, scored. in the midweek and scored a hat trick. I think. So yeah, because I mean, so the last playing, win, which is a, a good thing. Their last win was against Chelsea. Their three 0 win. Since win. then, yeah, they, they lost. Really since then, they lost to Brighton one 0 drew to Everton one one, and got smashed by Brentford five two in the game that I think every Tony win on FPL was dreaming and in love with that. Prior to that, they drew to Southampton 2-2 and they, they beat Wolves 2-1. They had a really good start to the season, but like I said, Rodrigo was a goal scorer and I think after they lost him, their forms dipped. Now, they should be having him, like we've said, and Bamford back, so they're going to have those players back. I just... I had them really low down in my pre-season table. I think I had them maybe relegate they were third or actually wait no about did, did they did they survive last season by one like just above yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah last, I, I had them the same spot they were one place Empty. above relegation yeah. so i had them exactly there so i've got them dropping back down from i did not expect their early start to the season that i i thought the manager was gonna be one of the yeah. earliest ones gone i said how i didn't think it was um gonna go well for them and yeah. i was proven wrong However, I'm now slowly being proved right, but like we've said, injuries have hit. So it'll be interesting to see. I just think that they were overachieving in the early part of the season, and I think they're going to drop down. 14th place, I think if you told them at the start of the season, they would have taken, to be honest. Uh, I don't. It's not that bad yeah. a finish considering how they did last season. So I think mine's quite realistic. I think it just seems a bit of a shock considering how good they were at the start. Um, but let's see who they've got. What fixtures have they got? Let, let yeah, me, I was going to see who, they, let, who they've let, got to play. Yeah, so me, they've got Villa... Then Palace, then Arsenal, then Leicester, then Fulham, then Liverpool, then Bournemouth, and then finally Spurs. So they've got some really tough ones and some, yeah. I don't want to say relatively easy, but Mixed bag, games you'd expect them to pick up some points in. I also think, I just wanted to touch on probably why I've got them so high up there as well, is I think of all the clubs who've made new signings, so... Every club, obviously, probably minus Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, <laughs> I think they'd have they players they brought in have had the greatest impact to their starting eleven. You look at how well Brendan Aronson's doing, Christensen, uh, Tyler Adams, Mark Rocker as well. Yeah, Rosser, Rocker signed as well. They've all kind of slotted into that starting eleven immediately. Um, and so, because all of them are playing well, yeah, you could probably have moments where two aren't on it and two are. Jack Harrison's had a great start to the season as well. Um, you think about how much they've struggled with injuries over the last well, the last season. They they really had a hard time. But I think they've got a bit better squad depth now. You know, I, I don't think we've seen Leeds play a game since they've lost Dan James. You know, I don't know how integral he was to their setup. Obviously, if they've allowed him to go, maybe not that important. Um, but I think Dan James coming on for the last twenty minutes is is an impact sub like no other, really. Um, especially with how he likes to play. I just think. A combination of, I also think Jesse March as well, and Sinistera as well, who's had a great start to his lead career yeah. scoring goals. 
I think Jesse March's coach is very good. I think I think we all saw that video of him with I cannot remember. With well, a young was, lad they signed, it was like yeah, a young it, lad, it, you can see Italian. how much of a genuine bloke he was. Um, and he, he, I think I think he takes that into his managing. I think he's quite a good man manager it seems and that's why he's brought in the players that he knows and they know him they know what they he knows they know what he expects of them um which is why i think they've slotted in so seamlessly and they're probably going to continue to enjoy kind of playing under him and i do think similar to maybe why for everton so high i do think Adam road can become a bit of a fortress yeah i like i like these that they're, they're good fun that that's what they are like They've always been that since they've come back in the Prem. They're just fun. Like they're a good team. They're fun to watch. They um they they they're mixed. I think they're one of those. And it's going to sound so stupid almost, but like they could genuinely win, lose, or draw to anyone. They're they're probably the most unpredictable team in the league, minus maybe Southampton. Who you just never know what will happen with them. But with Leeds, I feel like they could. On any day, we saw it against Chelsea, and I know Chelsea haven't had the best season, but they can really give it to anyone. But we saw against Brentford that they can really get it from anyone. You know, they're, they're not a team that is particularly stable defensively, but they are a team that's a lot of fun going forward and they can be good defensively. I think the Everton game was quite a frustrating one. It was sort of the typical one team's come here to, to draw, the other one's come here to win and you fall into that trap sometimes. I mean, it is, it is a relatively experienced, quite a young team, I think. And they've got decent options off the bench now. It's not perfect yet. I don't they've quite got every box ticked yet, but I like I like Gerald Hart, is it? The, the, the young yeah, striker, Hart, I think, he, yeah, I think he's, he's really good. Um, and I say Jack Harrison was a real contender to actually get in the England squad. I think I think he's almost unlucky not to be in the consideration for it. And um, yeah, they're, they've got a good team. Sinistera is good. Rocker, they've replaced Phillips really well. That that's probably the thing I've been most impressed with with Leeds is, is Tyler Adams and and Rocker have sort of changed the dynamic of the the Leeds midfield, sort of moving away from the Bielsa. And we got, I think it was quite clear when Marsh came in that the goal was just survival. It wasn't about trying to play the nicest football. It was just trying to win football matches and. You know, they almost didn't do it, but they did eventually and they, and they got it done. And that was the most important thing. And now we're starting to see why Jesse Marsh is, is quite a, was quite at least a, a wide, widely regarded coach before sort of an ill-fated spell at Leipzig. And we're seeing what what makes him this guy that people wanted. And you know, he's sort of backing up the talk because he, he talks very openly. But I think there's he does that because he's so confident in, in what he does. And, and yeah, I do like Leeds. I think 10th is probably, I mean, it's the median of, of what you two have. Um, you know, it's the mid- middle of that. So, Plain and yeah, it'll, be in, so. Is, it'll be interesting to uh, to see if uh, Everton and Leeds do, you know, go and get Champions League places under yeah. uh, Kieran's <laughs> Well, I, I haven't said that, have I? It's Obviously, a table exactly. for the next eight weeks. There's going to be another 20 or so afterwards. It's just based on... And the then the next... Are those 20, like, you've got Bournemouth, and Nottingham Forest. Yeah. You've got all those teams off the top of the I think we don't... Bournemouth still got a point of manager yet. We don't know, you know, who they might get if they might not be bottom of the league and they might actually be 17th. So, yeah. you know, there's there's a, still a load of intangibles with it. But, I mean, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check us out on, on Twitter, Facebook, everything, one to football, TikTok as well. We'll have quiz yeah, questions coming in. You remember, remembered, I was about to say. <laughs> I thought you forgot. Uh, and check out our website as well, one for all the latest articles. We will see you in two weeks' time.